Welcome to track number 12 of Socrio. The next um, step in the build up to the battle is painful sacrifice. Are you getting ready for the war? The Bible says the 40,000 troops crossed over the Jordan, prepared unto battle. Hmm? I love it. Joshua chapter 5. We are still not yet at Jericho. And you wonder that, why is God taking them through all? I'm sure some of you have not realized there were so many procedures before they actually started the actual battle. So many things were coming in the build-up. You thought that, you know, it was just certain things, but it was all in the build-up to the Zogrio. Before you can start to capture men alive, there comes the sacrifice. And if we read Joshua chapter 5, verse 1, And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites which were on the side of the Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their hearts melted. Neither was there spirit in them anymore, because of the children of Israel. And at the time, the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives, Circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. <laughs> Make sharp knives and let's go around the whole system and just be cutting off things. Now, I know the women are thinking about the men, but think about yourself too, because you can also be circumcised. <laughs> we have female circumcision, so you must think of yourself also. And basically, circumcision is circumcision is cutting away of a part of your body that you were born with it's not a bad thing that you were i mean that came to attach itself to you it is part of your body amen it is part of your body hallelujah amen and you have to cut it off and bleed and be in pain and suffer. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet, everyone. Joshua chapter 5, verse 2. At that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again 
the children of Israel. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way as they came forth out of Egypt, them they had not circumcised. Amen. Amen. Let's look at verse 6. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord unto whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord swore unto their fathers that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. Amen and raised their children whom he raised up in their stead hallelujah and it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole and the lord said unto joshua this day have i rolled away the reproach of egypt from you Wherefore the name of the place is called Gilgal. Amen. And to this day. Hallelujah. Now. Circumcision. Signifies. Cutting away part of your physical body hallelujah now there is no proper ministry without cutting away part of your flesh amen, amen. and you must realize that all human beings all male children are born with the foreskin as it were are you there yeah. and so the cutting away is actually a painful thing where you are painfully removing a part of your body amen. amen now there can be no real ministry without that painful sacrifice can i have an amen, amen. can i have an amen? amen are you there or you are not there anybody who thinks he is going to work for the Lord without having a sacrifice is deceiving himself 
or herself. Real ministry goes along with paying a price. Are you prepared to pay the price? How many are prepared to pay the price? Hallelujah. You must be prepared to pay the price of ministry. Now, over the last one year, I have been sharing about one year, two years, I've been sharing about sacrifice. And I realized that it is almost an unpopular message. Amen. It is almost an unpopular message. Sometimes when I'm talking about sacrifice, it's like I'm preaching to some group of people who do not want what I am saying at all. Do you understand? And I think that it is because whenever you see the ministry working, you, you are shielded from seeing what happened before the ministry started working. Like if you see me now, you see me standing here preaching to a large group of people. That's what you see. You see me driving, you see my car over there. Nice car. Nicer than many, well, there are a lot of nice cars there now, but nicer than many. My car used to be raining supreme, but I don't think it's raining supreme anymore. But it's, it's, it's a nice car. I could drive a Mercedes-Benz if I wanted to, I may decide to. And um, those who would be offended would be offended. If not by this, they would be offended by something else. <laughs> it, is not, uh, it is not that which is going to offend anybody. And you see me, you hear that Bishop has traveled. Where has he gone? Oh, he's gone to America. So he's traveled. Where has he gone? Renden. Where has he gone? Hamburg. Panama. The last time I went to Seattle, Washington. Where has he gone? He's gone to Seattle. Where has he gone? Gone to Johannesburg. Wow. Korea. Where has he gone? Kuala Lumpur. In fact, Bishop is more than Kufu. It's a good life. 
Amen. And you look at you look at it and you say, Wow. This ministry in fact is a good life. It's a sweet life. Ah like living this kind of life. I want to live this kind of life. I want to travel. And then you look at me and say, when he comes, when he's moving, see, I saw something, something. I tell him, President, went to the president, the castle, something, something. Was going somewhere. It's great to be a big man in the ministry. Last time he was preaching, he said something, something when he was coming and they were saluting something, something, saluting him. <laughs> they will salute you and people will be shouting, clapping. They are happy. This, I, I, I really don't know how to sort of correct your mind. And I don't know what I can do really. Maybe I should ride a donkey. And then you, you, you will feel that it's hard to be in the ministry then. You will believe. And when I'm coming to church, I'll be sitting on my donkey and I'll be Perhaps if I do that, you can have maybe the real picture. But you see, even in this place where you see the person, oh, he's gone here and he's gone here and he's gone here, you don't know what is in that one too. You have to come there to see. Amen. Amen. So, unfortunately, the ministry is giving a wrong picture and then people also come to the ministry with that mind that oh i'm going to be great man of god after all if i look closer and i see reverend sam crunchy and i see that if I, last time he came to preach in our church and he was telling us you know some visitors came when you go to the house, you see he has a brass gate with a horse on the gate. And then servants, uniformed servants came to serve and he asked the visitors, what will you have? Chicken cupolati or uh, beef chipilato or whatever, spigilito. And then they were bringing it. And then the people were saying, yeah. And he came down in his white lace beautiful and then his car beautiful cars mercedes-benz with his bodyguards and oh in fact it's a good life it's a sweet life i 
living this kind of life. So, Pastor, I want to be one. <laughs> I love living this kind of life. You see, Reverend uh, uh, Duncan Williams coming with his nice car. So we hear that he's in the States and he's moving here and moving with T.D. Jakes and doing various things. And you realize that, yeah. Or maybe you are a waiter at a something, something, something hotel. And you see the pastors celebrating his 50th birthday or 40th birthday and he's coming to order and you see the bill you are the cashier or the waiter you say you are signing the bill something something million something cities say hey in fact it's a good life it's a sweet life you know i like living this kind of life <laughs> <laughs> you are wrongly informed very wrongly informed about the real ministry some of these things that you see I mean I can't speak for others but some of these things that you see You see, there's, there, at a certain point in the ministry, even if you don't want to be blessed, I mean, like, I don't want anything, it will be difficult for you not to have. Oh, yeah. At a certain point. You see, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Kenneth Hagin was, he was saying his, his tithe, something, something, million, something, something, his tithe. Do, do, do you remember? Or you there? It wasn't the time. Another time. Okay. What, was that? Was you, were you there when he was mentioning his time? <laughs> something, something, what? Something, something, something. Because if he is to, I mean, his books that are sold, just the books. Or even his salary. He's worked for a long time in a successful environment. It's worked. Even just average what you be. Look at that in a good, successful something that's working for a long time to 80 years old. Even if you are trying not to have anything, you still have something. Yeah? At a point, you know that you are, you are, you are trying to gather or get but it's like at a point it's almost difficult not to oh yeah there are things that are i mean i can't talk about all those things but at a point so sometimes at a point it's like those things even tend to deceive people and people can feel that this is what the person is after because you are after that so you can't imagine that he's not after that 
The books that I have written, I'm to collect my royalties for my books. Royalties of, let's say, fifty cents even, or one dollar. And I've printed. I'm sure now maybe about two to three hundred thousand books. And I'm to take my royalty of one dollar or fifty cents. You get it? I'll have something. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Huh? Yeah. Okay, you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Some of these things, and I'm working for, I work for an organization that has been here for a long time, for some time. I'm the head of the organization. I definitely have to be paid at a certain level. I have, I'm telling you, if I don't want to, anything you have, at least. Because if I, I don't accept to be paid, nobody too can be paid. So even for their sake, I have to be paid. That, 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 that is also, I mean, yeah. And if I, if I lower my standard to a certain level, everybody will have to be below that level. So at a point, I'll have to raise the standard so that everybody will have their... Happy Jesus! So, you realize that at a point, and I don't want to talk because it's not a forum to talk about some of those things, but one day I, w- I went to America and I was with a pastor. And I thought with a pastor, I began to see why or how people can mis- would misunderstand the person when he was in Ghana. Because I was there and I was watching the thing close. I said, wow. And people don't even know. And at the point, it's not that you are even at the heart of somebody's move. Say, look, I want to do this for you. I want to bless you with this. At the point, you can't even stop it. So don't they tend to confuse people and give a wrong impression or I would say a misguided impression, but it's one of the temptations you have to overcome. And I can't prevent it. I can't prevent you from being offended. Yeah, it must need come. Why you think ministry is this? It's not that at all. Ministry is taking up your cross. He said, make sharp knives. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm saying? Including the women, you also have a part of your female genitalia that can be cut off. If you don't know, and when you go, go and look at it in the house carefully. It's a part of you that can be, you can hold it and cut it off with a sharp knife.
nothing but sacrifice. Pastor Kaka had a dream last night. The Lord spoke to him. Tell us your, 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 your vision. Just two seconds. In this vision, we were in this hall. And just like this. And then the Lord said, the Lord spoke from heaven. And he said, who will go? And then everybody said, we will go. And everybody started shouting. And the Lord said, we will go. Everybody said, we will go. And then the Lord said, I want you to go to a front plane. And then there was a silence. And then it ended. That was it. You don't... show you something lighthouse it looks as though we are like an English church but we are going to reach the whole country you'll be very surprised we are going to reach the most rural people God will use us because he will use us because it's like naturally it looks like that is not something we can do so he's going to do it because it is his his power and his work you know the man who has probably affected the most rural people of Ghana all over the world? A white man called James McEwan. A white man. He came from Scotland. And all 
all over the world where you have such a political side. They don't even speak English. They can't speak English. <laughs> he was able to establish a church and churches in a language that was not his normal way of speaking. And spread it all over the world and stayed, stayed under control up till today when he's dead and gone. So even though it looks like we are English church, we speak English, we preach in English, and so, God is really going to use us in the rural area. He's going to use us in the whole country. He's going to use us among the guns, among the trees, among the airways. Even now as we are here, we can't even see how it will be. But that is what is just about to break out. And that's why the Lord is saying, okay, go to some place. Okay, let's now go to the places that we probably are despising. Or we will how can I do that? What am I going to do there? How do I live there? How will I stay there? But even at this time, you see, this is what God is calling. He's calling you to take out your sad night. If only you take out your sad night, we'll see the work starting to move at another level. Let's take out your sad night now. Make sharp knives. Let's all make sharp knives. Take them out. Not for the enemy by ourselves. Use it for yourself and go in pain. The Lord, I'm losing blood, but I'm good. I'm in pain, Lord. I, I, I never thought ministry would be like that. I'm doing that. So if you come from certain towns, you, you, you are the only one who knows how to stay there. You are the only one who can live there. Nobody can stay there except you. God is telling you. Take out the sacrament and cut and don't, don't expect anything. God is going to use us greatly among the poorest of the poor people. So we look at we look at from a little kind of disaster of the life, how the pastor is some fair colored man, something, something English, something teaching. Dr. B, Hakas guy B, you are going to be surprised. Could it be something which you see that it's the hand of God that is at work? The grace of God that is at work. And as we come for camp after camp, God is waiting for you to take your own cut knife. Because where you have to cut, you are the one who has to cut. Oh, oh, you do because you are bathing that place every day. Both the men and the women, I'm talking to the women as well, the men. Yeah. You know where I have to be cut. Sister. Take out your stop now, brother. It's time for us to give ourselves. Is it? Some of the young people who are turning at least now to different countries. You must not have in your mind that New Year's for me, I'm going to this um, uh, Lusaka. It sounds nice, you know. I'm going to be prepared for anything. Because by the way, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He can turn the heart this way or this way. Say, okay, go to 
struggling and dwell there in happiness and live there and do well over there. Stay there. Be with the people. Forget about Accra. Forget about cars and forget about people visiting you and forget about traveling in the plane to go. Forget about all this. The things that I gave up, I had all. God said, I will give it to you. Houses, cars. I, ha- I don't know which car to drive. I can drive any car in the world. It's awesome. From Rolls Royce to Jaguar to Mercedes Benz to um, airplanes. We bought, we, we bought a building in London, 1.1 million pounds. We still bought this car. Our own tech, we have our own tech building in London. Yeah. It's not a debt or a measure payment. A mortgage. It's just what you pay for. And I was talking one day to the boss of uh, one of these big organizations, and he was saying that even our organization, I don't want to mention it, we can't easily do that. Because people don't have cash. They have all arrangements, paperwork, the two real money. <laughs> so what is, if you can buy a million dollars, then what is a car? How much is a car? 20,000, 30,000, 50,000. You can afford it, if that is what I'm after. No, I can have what I want. Rather, I thought I would never have what I would like. Now I can have anything I want. I thought I was giving up everything. And now I've had everything that I want if I want it. And now the, the desire that God has given is like all these things are nothing. It's no perfect. All this it comes out there. People don't understand. You give it from the other day. You leave it to the You know what it is? It's an eternal principle. As long as you try to hold on to your life, you, you lose it. As long as you give it up, you gain it. How many have noticed the thing you were holding and you lost it? How many have tried to send it and you lost it? Those of you who have beloved or husband or wife or whatever, and you want to keep them. And then you say, I said, I'm going to hold it back. Don't you go? Don't let anyone come. Don't touch it. Why are you talking to, 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 to him? Keep up! That's what I'm making you lose him. That's what I'm making you lose him. It rather drives people away. It rather drives their heart because you are ministering and you don't trust the person. And when you tell somebody I don't trust you, one day I spoke to a pastor who was, he was, he was resigning from his church. And I said, why are you returning? He said, yeah, something has happened. He said, you use that as a reason, but that's because I realized that that was the past. And I said, but something happened. And there are times that I still died. When he died, something happened, and they were going to do something for the fun of God. And when they were getting the thing together and saying, even though he was one of the main people, they didn't tell him about it. 
you know, they gathered together. And it was like, it was like they were trying to keep it from him as if he was somebody who could not be trusted. As he was talking, he was just, he was just saying that he was But as he was going, I realized that because he had felt that they didn't trust him, he was hurt. And then he started to go back. And so now he was doing art to me. So now he's art. And you realize that when you minister to somebody that I don't trust you, you often hurt the person. And you rather drive the person away. So those of you who minister, minister, I don't trust her. Hey, what's up? This guy. It's not a, it's not it's not the right way of going about things. If you have a problem, that's not the it will not it will rather take guys to say better. If I'm pretty sure I say you don't trust me, I I will stay part of me. Then I I know this guy is success. Everything I'm doing, having success, not all the time. I don't like that thing. A lot of things I have carried to him all the time. I stay away from such a person. I go near people who are still trusty and love me. Amen. Are you listening to me? Brothers and sisters, it's time to lay down our neck for the Lord. I gave up my school, my teacher school. Yeah. Most of the doctors don't just do better when you stop. It's something else. I mean, doctor, you have to do more. I think you have to do more. Equally. I equally do more. What you are not prepared to give up will be taken away from you anyway. Right that now, that place you don't want to cut off, will be cut off anyway. And that is why Jesus was wise. Jesus was smart. He said, no one takes my life. I lay it down. In fact, he reached a place that all the where they were about to take his life. If probably he hadn't given his life when he did there, probably within a few weeks or months, they would have caught him and killed him. Probably an ambush or something. Because Paul, they tried to ambush him at the gate. In those days, they were doing ambushes. They tried to ambush him. So sometimes the thing that you are holding on to is about to be taken from you. The wife or the husband or the child, you know what they said? Later on, Moses told that God told him that the person that you said will die. You will be caught of your children, that is why you said you wouldn't serve me. The thing that you said that because of them, 
Careful. The money that I was going to lose. Even if I don't have whatever, look, even if you give me what? Ten million. If I go look at it. What can I do with it? A bless. I think that's why when I travel, people don't come to me. I bless you, Father. Yes, that's fine. But here is the thing. I call. I'd rather I give you because it is here. Let me say this for you. You are struggling. Go to us and say, you are struggling. Or you are struggling. Take this for you and be happy. Yeah. Happy to be here. Everybody make your heart melted. Me, I'll be rich. I swear God, I'll be rich. You are saying people against me, I'll be rich. You wait and see here. I'm not saying that nobody will be rich. Nobody will be you can be rich. It's not easy though, but the poor will always have with us. Make a sharp knife. Cut off that boyfriend.
she has given me some of her shoes. When she went to London and she said, she gave me two shoes. <laughs> hey, because of shoes. She gave me two shoes. And I've been bringing it to church too. But I didn't know good that I've worn it to church. No, you, you shouldn't have friends. You know something? When you have a friend there, there are always two levels. One is higher than the other in something. So gradually, yeah. you always pull the person towards your side. Gradually. Even if it's gradually, it happens. So if you have friends who are like that, your friends will be divorcee. Me, I've left my uh, this leather stupid man. Now, since a, a man will rule over me. I, I, I don't take me. I don't take you. You you can swallow stupid things. <laughs> me, I don't take nonsense in my house. I put him there. He belongs. You can stomach all this rubbish. You come and you say, "I want to eat," and you just put your leg. <laughs> You have such people as friends who have left their husband. These are people you are talking with. One day you also be surprised that your mind is when you go home and your husband says, uh, "Darling, please, sir, can you come and uh, this?" Uh, so I've got some my friends uh, that they are coming. Uh, you also, if your friends are coming, do not have the common sense to tell me that your friends are coming so that I have. Do you think I just can conjure up food out of the trees? No. These are your friends. Take a sharp knife, brother. I'll be lonely. I don't care. Cut it off. I'll bleed. Cut it off. I'll be in pain. Cut it off. My old boyfriend has been ringing me from time to time, but you see, I just, I mean, so that I want anything, but he has more money than my husband. So. I'm thinking of myself, marrying him rather than my husband. Cut it off. Take out a sharp knife. This friend, this friend that I've been watching, a man and woman are doing something. You know what I'm saying. Something, something, they are doing something. When I watch, I'm tired. <laughs> Stop it. Cut it. Take out a knife and cut off. You can't afford to watch those kind of things if you want. You see, they went through everything. They went through the Jordan. They made a stone to remind them of so many things. Then they said, now make sharp knives. They are all going to cut things. That must go off and be in pain. Help me, Jesus.
How many realize there are some things that need to be cut off? Come now, people. You see how we are having a spiritual camp. We are talking about something, something zogrio, something alone, and a whole lot of. Most of the church, 98% of the church are not at the camp. Most of the people are in their house. So when we go, they are at a lower level, and you see that they are trying to bring you down. Cut them off. And before you realize, you are you you've forgotten zogrio. You forgot him alone. You forgot him, Gregorio. That means to watch, to be alert. Already. Pastors. There are some pastors who are not spiritual. They don't pray. Don't move with them. Move with the pastors who are spiritual, who love God. I'm telling you. Not all pastors are iron sharpened iron. Not all pastors are spiritual. Some pastors is too much look at it. Mm, you are not sure. Amen. Amen. So brothers and sisters, there's going to be some pain. Don't be deceived by the apparent blessing and wealth and prosperity of people who have been serving God for years. All the years I did visitation, even as a student, I was not paid for it. I was not paid a salary. I was not given money. I was not given anything. I was not given money for transport. When I was writing down the list of people in my fellowship in Achimota School, and I used to sit down in my room and mention the names of the people. I didn't even know who they were. The house 17 girls, the house 11 girls, the house 18 boys, the house 12 boys of, of Ashimoto school. And I would sit down and I'd pray for them and pray for them and pray for them. Nobody told me to do that. I was just reading out their names. I would mention the name. I would say, Georgina Akrofi, Kaba Shabora Kabala Bara Mandola Baba, Ricky Z, Rabadobra Shabara Rabasha Freaky Fred, Cabrosha Brede Lebrobo Sandala Mamora Banana Mamma, Slimy Susie, Cabrombole Brede Bishimala Mamma de Brede Zerede. Betty Daniel, Pambrobo Sobreke Brabala Brasobrobolo Shibede. Somewhere Sally, Cambrobo Shabele Brede. And I just mentioned their name. Each, each time I mention a name, I speak in tongues. Nobody, I've not re- read any book where you should pray for people. I wasn't collecting a salary. I was just praying. praying. Then I drew maps to everybody's house. Holiday time. Draw a map to your house. Everybody draw a map to them. And they all draw the map. I collect the map. And I said, I will come and look for you. I was 16 years old. I was 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking for people with maps. 17 years old and I was going to people. Nobody told me. Yeah. I didn't have chance for nothing. So when you see me driving my car, I mean, you, 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 are, you are 
26 years behind. You are 26 years out of date. You, are, you have come at a... So when you see somebody who's made it, try to look far back. That's more... You know, Benny Hinn, I enjoy his ministry. Hey! I say I enjoy his ministry. The tape that I listen to... Are you there? <laughs> the tape that I enjoy... Why are you laughing? <laughs> The tapes that I enjoy are not, I enjoy now, but I, I have what I call roots. When Benihin was like this, like that, I have videos like that. You see him preaching, praying for people, ministering. We want to welcome our brother Benny him. Come, that's all. Don't have to introduce him, he didn't even mention his name. Come on. And see him. And you should see those messages. And how the ministration said, that's the origin of the man. And then other churches that he preached at. Have the video. That's the, you, see, you have to go back. No, you don't see him standing there, flying in a jet and moving with his people. And it's a very far developed stage of the faith. And that's not where you are. You are far back there. <laughs> to look back there and see where he's removing knives and cutting places. And learning. And see him like this. And then you see him when he's grown. Uh, Brother Charles, come. <laughs> oh no, Father, Brother Big Daddy. Uh, Jobut, sorry, Jobut. Okay, yeah. And then you see him now like this. Uh, he's developed from this place and he's become like this. <laughs> because this one has a wife and this one has no wife. Oh, do you have a wife, Sidi? Do you have a beloved? Oh. Look at this stage and learn because that's where you are. You are here. Tell somebody, say you are here. You are down at the back. You are now coming. You are now holding knives. It's time to take a knife and cut what must be cut. Don't look at somebody's car and say, ah, this is what I've been dreaming about all this day. My dreams are coming true. Praise the Lord. If I become a general overseer, I will also be driving one of those. I've been seeing certain, certain cars, something, something, cars, something, and moving. I think if I'm also able to, you know, do certain things. I, <laughs> this ministry, Pastor has actually chopped inside. When you see his Padero, is it that Pastor has actually enjoyed something, something, something? Catch work. Catch it. Padero. But you, you were not there when Pastor was driving his Nissan Cherry. We bought that car for 720,000 CDs. 
We bought it. We negotiated to buy that car. Seven hundred and twelve. Is it two dollars or four dollars? Four dollars. More. Nissan Cherry. With that gift, I went and bargained with the guy to take up the twenty thousand. He refused to take up seven hundred and twenty thousand. And we bought the car. That's a Reverend Saki's car. The first car. The car was was an accident car. They have removed the. They have removed the uh, the the. the what do you call it? A taxi that has had an accident. Toyota Carina with a long this thing. They have, the whole car was bought and something, something, something. How much was it? 450,000. Oh, yeah. We welded the whole car, straightened it, straightened it, tried to get the seat and everything. You see, that's what you have to look at. Not today you see the man is driving, he's moving, he's conditioning something. Here he's going to Australia. Next week, or a couple of weeks, he's going to Australia, he's going to London, something, something, somewhere. That is not what you have to be thinking about at all. You must be thinking of Ochiri and Oyuse and Abelengpe, wherever you are, you, are, you, are, you are supposed to be and be there. Do your best. Don't think to yourself that hey, monkey, they work. Baboons are chopping. You are not there. Tuesday after Tuesday, Pastor you drive from Akuse in the night to uh, the boot. Come and replace the uh, uh, child. Yeah. Yeah, this is a bigger baby. <laughs> the baby here has matured into a bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> he has even got some small beard. <laughs> What was I telling you? Akuse to Accra, Akuse to Accra. Every Tuesday night on one of the darkest frightening roads. That is where they found the judges who were murdered on that road. They were off that road. And I've been on that road before in the night alone around midnight when my car popped. After midnight, I was driving alone. I've, I've seen miracles. That's one of the times I saw the power of God. His presence was everything in the car was popping. And I just, as the car just came to a halt. In the darkness, none went in and none came out. That road. <laughs> See that Roshai Hill going down that place. And I prayed. And I saw twice. That was one time. And another time I was attacked by a very big dog. I used the name of Jesus and the dog became paralyzed in front of me. And turned back. And this one, I spoke and said, oh God, suddenly. Car, I think the accelerator cable was broken. Because it just crack, crack, crack. It was gone completely. And I prayed as the car basically virtually stopped. And suddenly, it came and it worked all the way to where I was going. I tell you, 
But that's the road that Pateri drove on with his Nissan Cherry to come to his church. So you have to go back to the early 1980s, three days, and not the 2002 version, and see how it all began, and learn and see that you are actually on a particular place, on a particular road. You know why I was interested in Menehim earlier case? Because I was interested in the healing ministry. I wanted to see how the thing started. How, how it started and how it developed. Because there's nothing new under the sun. You are doing something, you are going along what somebody has already done. So if you want to know where you are, try to go back. Look at my life and see where I came from. Try and see how it started and where it developed and see. And see the place when I took out a knife to cut certain things and ask yourself, if you are not prepared to take your knife and cut, then you are not prepared for the battle. And that is why you will never be where you could be. Because you are not prepared to lay down your life. I see us going to the front plane. I said, I see us. How, how, many see, how many see yourself just going? Forget about to whom. We need somebody for to whom. We need somebody for Samankesi. We need somebody for Odan. We need somebody for, um, what is this town in the eastern region? Tafo. Begro. These are the places, Tepa, and the places where, when you see the election result coming, you see places, people, humanities. We need people who forget about everything. So this is where I stay. I have to work there as a teacher or whatever. Praise God. That is, I'm doing my part. I don't care. We need it. We need such people. We need real people who will give themselves and struggle with the thing until it works. Not just people who say, I'm going to New Orleans. New Orleans is going to start a certain church, a pastor, and I'm on my way. See you in New Orleans. When you visit America, please make sure you visit New Orleans. I'll prefer to have a helicopter and be flying over a front plains and all over Ghana visiting churches where people are living than to be flying British Airways when find you in New Orleans. Amen. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening. <laughs>